Hi, you are listening to The Zid and Fizz Show, a talk show for entrepreneurs, angel investors, and everyone else. Good morning, welcome, and enjoy the show. Here they are. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. To everybody. It's uh, So much to be grateful for. Yes, yes. We are blessed all around, and uh, there's so much pain around the world yeah that we have to pause and be thankful for what we have it's so true and the abundance so the food yes food is killing us i eat all the time (laughs) you mean not just for thanksgiving you don't just wait until thanksgiving and then no 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 and also all the meetings these days are done like even today i have three coffees back to back so you have one coffee and a co- and a cookie and then the next coffee and, <laughs> and then something else and then the next coffee and and uh, all and lunches i'm reducing lunches to a bare minimum oh, uh, but, oh, uh, i have to we have to find a different method of working right and now i understand your rant on twitter and linkedin the consumption that you're referring to is not about buying goods. You're talking about consumption as an eating. No, everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, every, everything. So you're projecting, you're projecting onto the world, you're consuming, and then you're telling the rest of the world, stop consuming. That's called no. projection. Well, That's a psychological well, thing. I mean, yes, yes. And I'm okay. guilty. By the way, when I make an announcement... You are you allowed to make an an announcement? So if you say let's stop consuming, you're not saying I'm I have the perfect life and everybody else should stop consuming. I'm saying it to yes. all of us. Let's stop. Let's yes. reduce single use plastics. I oh my god yes oh, that's a that's a absolute great point. And by the way, do you are you a scuba diver? I used to be. I used to be. I had uh, an advanced certificate, and but the water is too cold here. <laughs> <laughs> it is very cold. But if you take a dive underwater and you see where all those plastics go, it is honestly very sad to see that that all these particles of plastic are everywhere. They're just everywhere. They end up in our fish. They end up yeah. in our food. They end yeah. up in our water. It's just yeah. not right. That's not right, and it's this endless endless consumption and and programmed obsolescence you know you buy a product and then within two years it's dead and you need to buy another one because they built it in a way that is going to be uh, obsolete within a year or two so it's um i don't know what to do we're, yeah. we're help Who, <laughs> who's the who's the they that you're referring to they yeah. Who's there? I mean, Who's there? There is, there is somewhere, someone is out to get us. <laughs> no, it's us. That's, we that's are all guilty. We, we, we just, I, we all need that new phone. We all need those new things. Something breaks, you buy a new one. Where okay. do you hold your meetings? Over coffee? Over lunch? Oh. Over breakfast? <laughs> I can't do lunch because it makes me fall asleep. So therefore, it must be coffee, and and yeah, coffee break after coffee break. But 
Um, I only I give myself a chance to have one piece of pastry, Ziad. So I do have my my limit. So it's just one piece of pastry, one, one coffee. piece of pastry per meeting or per day. <laughs> So per day, per day, per, per day. Okay, and, so and my yeah. one coffee, my one coffee, which is a small one, will last three meetings because I won't, I won't drink the whole thing. Do you That's stay in the do. same? I do. Do you I stay do. in you, the same coffee place and rotate? I yes, meetings? I do. Oh, you do. I, I, I you do. So I, you set up I, shop somewhere, I, and it's like okay, next, next. I pay. I pay my rent. I pay for coffee and a piece of pastry. And that's my rent. <laughs> and the owner of the coffee shop knows me by now. So every time he sees me, he kind of waves me, waves at me, and I'm going, "This is great." They they know me. I know them. I bring them business, Ziad. I have a rotating chair of people who come in to meet. Okay, me. so I yeah. always feel guilty to stay in the same place, so I switch. Oh. So 11 o'clock is at Pete's Coffee, noon is at Starbucks, one is at Cafe Nero. Oh, interesting. So, are, these are sponsors. Did you just mention their names? Because they they, I did. They, they, the they, I, they need to become sponsors. <laughs> so, so what's the co your coffee place? Is it a chain or is it a local? No, oh, it's a local shop. It's Farley's Coffee. Um, oh. Your UCSF. Yeah, owned by Roger Farley. And there are now three of them, and his son has taken over and done a great job of expansion. But I'm I'm usually in the one near UCSF. So you okay? All right. Yeah. So I have to find yes. the. And it's very cool to say, uh, it's a it's a local. It's not a change. I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the Starbucks on the corner of Huntington. And right. no, this is like the cool place. Mm. This is they the tend, cool place. They tend to be smaller. And you have less privacy. That's the other issue. This is true. But I'll tell you what I love about my place is <laughs> if I want coffee, it's at Farley's. And directly across the street is a saloon. So so if I get tired of all the coffee, I can just go across the street and grab a beer or a drink uh -huh. and then come back to coffee. So there you go. I got it all made. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm figuring it out. I have my usual places. And... Um, Yeah, people like to see you in the usual places. They don't want to see you running around all over the place. They want to see Ziad holding court. No, but I like to walk oh, also God. between point A and point B, so it gets you some exercise. But it's cold I, outside. It's now cold. It's, cold. it's it started snowing and it's over, so we're in indoors. You didn't indoors. Where I am today, Ziad. That's right. That's right. Everybody, <laughs> pause. Pause. Where are you? Where are I you? I am. I'm in Atlanta. At Emory, Emory University. So I'm on your coast. Nice. Same same time. Is it so. confidential what you're doing there, or can you give us? Well, a small no, uh, I'm 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 a faculty member at the Venture Capital Institute. That's right. Yeah. Plus so it's it's the Australia annual. Yeah. That's right. This is the annual. This is the 45th annual Venture Capital Institute in Atlanta at the Emory Conference Center and Hotel. How many people are coming? You know, it's, it used to be hundreds, um, but over the years, as you know, the VC industry has consolidated. So now it's a good class of about 50. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. very nice. Very, three days, three days and, and wonderful um, camaraderie and people get to know each other and learn about the principles of, of what VC was supposed to be from 
45 years ago. So bestow on us some wisdom. Here's the, the question that I Ask encountered, question. I keep encountering. Should an entrepreneur be good at fundraising? Is that a skill that they need to develop, learn, or fundraising is a necessary evil? You do it until you don't have to anymore and you pray that you never have to do it again and that it's something that you don't like doing, you have to do it. It is um, It is like anything else that the leader of a startup company has to do, which is sell. You have to sell your story. You have to be able to sell the opportunity to invest in your story. And so raising capital is part of that. And it is, you know, if you're not comfortable with it, then, you know, you should take a second look at why you're doing what you're doing, because it is definitely part and parcel of of this entrepreneurial journey now if you don't need if you don't need capital then don't raise it you know do what other small businesses and medium-sized businesses have done in the past which is to grow your business organically but if you do you have to sell yeah Yeah. if you don't if you cannot generate revenue to survive year one you have to raise money you have to be good at it and understand what it is and not be shy or avoid it or hold your nose while you're doing it. And it comes across clearly <laughs> to investors. Right? Like, I'm yeah. here because I really don't like you people, but I have to. <laughs> but I have to. What, what is that? That is so wrong. I've, yeah. I've heard that so many times. And it's it's just wrong. You know what? If you're not, and I've said this before, Ziad, I know you disagree with me on this, but I believe you can learn how to sell. And if you don't know, and if you don't feel comfortable with it, there are amazing classes and there are great books and there are great mentors out there who will guide you on what it takes to be good at sale, at selling. Well, or storytelling. I'm always reluctant to say you should learn to sell. The old school selling techniques where you have to close hard and harass the person until you get to know because you either get yes or no, or or you keep going. And um, I think in fundraising, you should know how to be passionate about what you do. And it comes across, right? If you like what you do and you think that what you do is so great and so good for humanity and such a good solution and so disruptive, just telling that is already selling in itself. I agree. And and you're very good at it. Have you have you done fundraising in the past? No, and I'm dying to do it because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're a nat- uh, you're a natural. <laughs> I I listen to entrepreneurs sometimes, and I wish I was on the other side. On the other side, there's something there's some but, but you ha- it's so hard to find the right business and the right you know yeah. we see scientists who who look for the right molecule or they're passionate about something and and it takes so people who naturally do whatever they do and it becomes a business those are truly lucky oh yeah they are and and we're lucky to find them and they're rare Um, yeah and then there are people who are just good at business and they want to find a good business and take it or good science or Sure. and run with it and those are also great and rare yeah um what do you what do you do when you come across someone like that who actually doesn't have a business 
and you just happen to bump into them. You have a nice conversation at a conference. What do you do, Zia? Do you, I mean, do you write down their name and you go, oh, great salesperson. I should. What do you what do you do with people that you come across who are just really good? Well, those uh, being good is is really important, and you just have to make a mental note and make connections later on. Because mm-hmm. now my mental note reservoir is full. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we I have to. And some, and some people are amazing about making connections. Like, wow, I met this person, and they're looking for X, Y, Z, two weeks later, you meet another person and you're like, let me put them together. Let me connect them. Isn't that amazing? Uh, we, we saw a great company that needs a CEO. They would love to have someone who knows how to be a CEO and grow and fundraise. And, and those are also important. And that's where the value of our groups and ecosystems come into play. And the Zid and Fizz show also is that. That <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> we put together yeah. people. We do, yeah. You know, we should do that next time. We should have. And that's interesting that you're being interviewed mm-hmm. all the time and due diligence is being done on you as an mm-hmm. investor, as an entrepreneur, as a business person all the time. It's complicated. It's really complicated because you want to be friends with everybody. That's right. And but people also have personal uh, affinities and also take things personally if you turn them down or you say, you know, and you have to be so you have to be kind. This is right? true. This is very true. You're right. I mean, it, you can't it's hard. You cannot do traditional selling to your friends. You can certainly inform them. You can certainly give them the reasons why you're passionate about something. But you know what, Ziad, at the end of the day, and I have done this for for the deals that I'm passionate about. I have impressed upon people why I'm excited about it. I have told them even what I'm doing in terms of rolling up my sleeves and helping the company and sometimes even how much I've invested. Um, But if they still say no, we're still friends. The friendship doesn't go away just because they said no. Like you said, people have different tastes. And you don't know what what the the situation. I tell entrepreneurs all the time, you can never know what's inside the head of an entrepreneur, of an investor or a group or um, people who got burnt with other types of deals or they're out of cash or they want to wait a little bit. That's right. um, Or they're waiting to see the group. And then or their so, wife, or their wife won't let them. Yeah, or there's a deal of uh, in, inside the household that only three <laughs> investments this year. This year. <laughs> and then you come back, it's like there's this amazing I one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but I have to. This is amazing. My friend just introduced me to this deal. I have to do this, this one. Is, you have to. And you end up like a kid, like but everybody <laughs> else is doing it. <laughs> That's right, Zian. That's true. You do end up like a kid. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully yeah. it works out because then you have to go back and explain why it didn't work out. Well, and then 90% of them are not going to work out. So you need a portfolio. But we're, uh, and that's why angel groups, uh, VCs, it's important to invest with others because that gives you another perspective. When you're alone, no one's going to tell you no, or no one's going to give you an opposing view. 
And the and, birds uh, of wisdom. Absolute yeah. word was totally you're right. You should make that a Ziadism. Is that on your list? Yes. And it I, is and on- it's on my <laughs> it's on my list. And I heard a great author wrote a book called Grandmaster. It's all about chess. I highly recommend it. I haven't read it, but I highly recommend it. Um, I haven't read it, but no, I haven't. I heard I heard an interview with the author. Okay, got it. And then he says it's very he says if you focus on one thing, mm-hmm. let's say money, mm-hmm. and you're fairly successful at it, and that's your focus you do not get any type of self-awareness because you haven't failed, you haven't had to question yourself. And if you have one single obsession, the consequence and the casualty is self-awareness. And it's so true. Yeah. No, that's an absolute brilliant statement. It really is. And some of the greatest lessons that we all learn in life come from burning our fingers come from the scars. You know, the other day, Ziad, I was actually, I don't know why, but I was staring at my hand and I noticed uh, three or four different scars on my hand. And each of those scars, I could recall a story from them. (laughs) Truly, I can. (laughs) Some from childhood, some from adulthood. (laughs) Yeah, but how about Mental yeah. scars, those are. Oh, those are, oh. yeah. Those. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, but by the yeah. way, an entrepreneur has to have scars. Yeah. Like you can't be, if you've never been turned down by investors, it means you haven't done yeah. anything. It's. Tell it's, me how you figure that out. How do you figure that out when you meet an entrepreneur, whether they have had scars? What do you do? What do you ask? You can ask them, so what have you done before? <laughs> True. And, True. And it, I don't think a question can lead you to their answer. It's more the feeling. It's yeah. how they present. An entrepreneur who understands that the point is not to get checks in the room, is not you, they know they're going to potentially get turned down. They just enjoy the process. There's mutual respect. There is a, a passion for what they're doing. And, yeah. uh, and then there is a discussion that ensues from the pitch. Um, and some of them tell you, okay, well, I've done, I've ran a business before and I had an exit. I'm back at it again. Everybody loves those people, not because they guarantee success, but they understand how painful it is, how hard it is, and sure. how much persistence is needed to get to the finish line. <laughs> it is so. That's my wisdom. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you have such a high EQ. Has anyone ever said anything that, about, about your EQ level? Have you measured yeah, it? I, I, yeah, I measured it on Cosmopolitan magazine. That was a test. <laughs> you are really up there. You, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you express yourself in, in those terms, though, that you really do find a way to connect with people uh, on, on a real um, emotional level. It's, uh, the intellect is fine, but it seems like you really look for those key indicators, whether it's body language or words or the way that they tell their stories. And and that tells you a lot about what you're looking for. What is an indicator of success? It's the ability to to have enough persistence and to have a character that allows you to hire the right team, listen, be coachable, stick with it. It's not indicators of competition and uh, this or that. I mean, those are just check checklists on the due diligence. Think about what you said earlier, you know, that in order to um, if somebody comes across as not being super passionate about what they do and it's such a 
it's such a drudge for them to go and raise capital or to sell their product. Imagine when the time comes and you have to basically grow the business and you have to hire a team of people. Imagine what the people who this person is trying to hire when they come across negative and they come across that, oh, I have to do this. And it's not yeah. because of power. You're the so same. You're the salesperson in chief if you're the, yeah. the CEO. You need to be the most passionate about your business. It's not just the product selling. It's really selling to other people to join the company. Uh, because also some, some employees don't care about salaries. They care about the culture. And They the do. culture is the most important thing. And there's wow. nothing nicer than a good company culture. Nothing where you're... Happy going to work. Everything you have said so far, Ziad, is platinum. Platinum. <laughs> Beyond gold. <laughs> it is. No, seriously. This is. Have you written a book yet? You really should write a book. No, no, no. Uh, no, the book Maybe. of lists. The book, <laughs> the of, book lists, of lists. Maybe? No, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. And we've lost because of the mechanics of valuations and this and that. We've lost most of our common sense in this industry. Where, where the relationship is, we're in it together, investors, entrepreneurs, we're here to help. You're here to also uh, return money so money can keep uh, turning around. Um, ego does not matter. Ego It is doesn't. an obstacle. Wow. Arrogance. You should, be you, you should be faculty at Venture Capital Institute. Yeah, These are the principles. I'm not kidding. These are the principles of the old school VCs who started VC Institute 45 years ago and said, this is what we believe in. And this is why it's such a privilege to be in this industry. Um, it is not statistics. It's not money ball. It's relationships. And it's about building businesses, building real companies that hire people, that grow in the ecosystem, that return uh, investment dollars back to investors and stakeholders. So, and, and make no, the world a better place. Absolutely. It does, yeah. So you, you're you're an old school VC in a young man's body. No, that, <laughs> yeah, old school VC. <laughs> and also, when we say thank you to an entrepreneur who comes and does a pitch, we mean it because thank you for putting yourself out there, and and it should be a reciprocal relationship. We thank them for taking the time and pitching because it's not a relationship of strength or who's the investor and investee and check writer. And then they should thank also investors for taking the time to listen to their pitch because no one asked them to come pitch. You know, they <laughs> so true. Like, like, I didn't <laughs> and have fun along the way because if Absolutely. you don't if you don't get money but at least get good advice, have a right. good time and you That's never right. know what happens maybe the next day someone says oh you know what an entrepreneur is doing something in this space and they need this and you never know what happens that's so true that's so true oh yeah no Are it you is think to because... become an aggressive hawkish <laughs> no crushed no angels type of person <laughs> no no i told you we're here to basically to help the incoming class we call it's a cohort the 45th cohort We essentially everything that we've talked about on this uh, podcast, Ziad, we we tell them about the principles of investing, which is, again, it's a privilege to be here. And uh, there are multiple faculty members who come across with the same message. 
Um, no, it's it's yeah. a it, it truly is a by the way it is a pleasure to teach. It's a pleasure to have you know, a small cohort of people. And relationship building is a key part of what we do. That's why people come here. They stay for three days. Uh, we want them to get to know one another and to stay What's connected. What's the temperature? It is cold. I don't know. Cold <laughs> in Atlanta? Just... Come on. I mean, it must be cold oh. for you, but not for us. You know, I'm, I'm bald. So uh, I stepped out of the airport and I looked at my driver. I go, geez, it's cold out here. He goes, Where are you from? I go, San Francisco. <laughs> He says, yeah, it's cold. It's it's very cold. I don't know what the temperature is. It's probably wow. 30 or yeah. 40 or something. Yeah. yeah. The relationship, you're so true. You're so right. The relationship between the investors and the entrepreneur is a, is a, is a collaboration. And the biggest testament to an investor, yeah. and I'm going to toot our own horn here in Please our do. group, Please. is when successful entrepreneurs come back to the yeah. investors yes. because they've had such a great relationship, such great respect, friendship, okay. loyalty. And they say, hey, I don't need you this time around, right. but Sorry. I would love to have you on board because I really cherish the earlier relationship. You were Isn't there. That for great? That's, yeah. that's so great. That that's is the, the best thing. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And that's the right principle to have in, in your investment thesis too, which is you want to help Yes, you do want to get a return on investment. Yes, you want to help the entrepreneur uh, get their business going. And, and remember, it, it's also important for them to land someplace. So you want to help them launch and then land. Um, but the best thing, you're right, is when they're successful uh, and they go off and then they come back and they go, hey, I really enjoyed the experience of working with you guys and gals. And it's it's great. I agree with you. Recurring business excellent that brings us yeah. to the end of number 27 um soon yeah. we're going to have entrepreneurs join us to yes discuss their startups no no pitches but just no startup pitches. discussions i'm looking forward to it Ziad. excellent thank you faz take care Ziad. bye thank you for listening to the zid and fish show i hope you enjoyed it learned something and had a good time Remember, you can send questions to talk at zidandfid.com. Until next time, bye-bye.